What's going on, folks? Episode number three of MMA Lock Talk. Can't believe it's already been three episodes, but goddamn. Loving the uh, the response, loving the out, uh, or sorry, the uh, the attendance, loving everybody who's come through and showing your boy support for this show. And I think it's it's gonna start going some places. Honestly, as long as we keep it consistent, don't miss any days. I think we're gonna be able to build a solid community here as well. So let me just wet my beak real quick. Don't get into the live chat. Alfred letting people know what's up. <laughs> All right. Let's see what the chat is saying today. Large one dream. I got that. Hey, yo. Now listen when I say, oh, <laughs> don't kill me. Sans Sense Boulevard saying, large one from ringer chat to lock. You know, the good stuff. Lajron Dream saying, oh, you were in the Ringer show. That's how the dope. Yes, sir. Love my God, Locke. Uh, are you talking about the Ringer show as in the Hawani show? I don't know what you guys are talking about unless you guys are talking about some basketball stuff. <laughs> you guys are awesome, though. Coming from one show to another, keeping your boy occupied, keeping your boy with some company. Truly appreciate that. Roman L in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Shout out to my guy, Nick Kalikas from Circa, Circa Sports for hooking me up with the hat when I went and visited them last year in Vegas. I can't believe it's almost been a year since I've been to that Apex event, but God damn, I need to get back out there. Lajon Dream saying, oh, what you were? Oh, yeah, sorry. Sanson sharing his sentiment saying, here saying love is takes. Yeah, man, always there. We even have a word names. Elijah Graham on there. There we go. You guys are awesome. Making friends in the live comment section. I love to see that. Mauler138 saying, what's up, Locking everybody? Appreciate you being a regular here, my friend. Tristan Sherhouse in the chat. Asher Quinn in the chat. Good morning to you, my friend. Roman, I was saying, do you guys see the Dana White contingency bets on FanDuel? I don't see them. I don't think they're out on FanDuel yet. Uh, let me take a quick look here. I know Bet Online has them out. Yeah, it doesn't look like. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like FanDuel actually has them out yet. According to Best Fight Odds, the only spot that has those odds out right now are uh, Bet Online. So, in case anybody wants to bet on contender series, speaking of contender series, I just dropped. Uh, the prediction article that I do on Patreon for the next contender series. I do have one fight left though. Uh, it is the, uh, which one is it here? Uh, Anvar Boy Nazarov versus Eric Silva. And that one I'm going to be hopping on as soon as I finish my streams today. So, um, yeah. If you guys are on the Patreon, make sure you guys go check it out to see the first four breakdowns that I have for that. I will be doing a live stream to draw, uh, to break down the Contender Series fights for you guys. 
I'm trying to figure out the best day to do it, right? The last time I did it on Sunday, got a fuck ton of views, right? We, we hit close to 2,200 views. But I feel like if I drop it like a, a day or two earlier, maybe on Friday, uh, we would get an even, even more views and more traction on that too. So I'm thinking about doing the Contender Series live stream tomorrow morning slash afternoon since I'll be done it. Uh, maybe even later tonight, but I don't want to drop all this content at once on my channel. I dropped my uh, free bet, my UFC Lock of the Night breakdown uh, earlier today. Obviously doing this today as well. Tomorrow I'll have uh, the Ultimate Wayne show. And then I might as well drop the Contender Series one too. So I'll do the Contender Series breakdown tomorrow as well. Uh, Jared Curry saying, what's good luck? Been working all week. So it's the first time I can catch this live. Love it, my friend. Love it, love it, love it. Again, Monday through Thursday, right here, 4 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Mr. Always Profit saying, Mahmoud Sebi fight week. Yeah, that fight came together pretty, pretty, um, uh, pretty interesting that they managed to put that fight together so late right i think it only got uh, announced a couple of days ago and the fights tomorrow right um interesting also that bellator didn't decide to bring him back either after he fumbled the bag as a minus 1250 favorite that night against ethan hughes uh, at least in his last fight that was the ending of 2021 if i'm not mistaken so we'll see if he can go out there and if i'm not mistaken he's actually the underdog in this fight right talk about a fall from grace let me see the line here. Yeah, he's plus 110 on most spots uh, against this Itso Babu Ladzi guy. Haven't looked to him, looked into him, don't know much about him. So maybe Sebi might be worth the underdog shot there just based on his wrestling credentials alone. But good God, that cardio is horrible. Lajuan Dream saying, if a can gift fight doesn't start round three, will the under one and a half be a good substitute? It's 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 fine, I think. It really is. Uh, he's talking about the Terrence McKinney fight. I do like the under one and a half, but I don't mind that mind that extra two and a half minutes. If you can get either fight doesn't go to decision or under two and a half, get used one of those instead. I should have made that my um, I should have put that in the uh, like the the asterisk under when I dropped that bet on the on the Patreon for you guys. See Andrews ninety nine saying lock talking two smoking barrels. Let's go, love it, love it. Uh, yesterday, a Ringer MMA show on Spotify Live with Ariel Pizzi and Pizza Carol and Chuck Mendenhall. Love it. I was considering. So if you guys have been following me long enough, you guys know that me and Ariel are, I'd call him my boy, right? I call him one of my friends. I've been, I've known the guy for maybe 10 to 11 years at this point in time. Actually, yeah, about 11 years at this point in time. Uh, he's He did my MMA Lockcast 100th episode. Uh, he was on like the last segment there, kind of just talking about the whole Habib narrative going into his possible last fight. Um, but I was thinking about bringing him on for one of these MMA lock talk shows so we can go to the comment section and have people asking questions as well. So let me know what you guys think about that. I want to keep this as just me and you guys, but I wouldn't mind bringing on a guest every now and then, and we both can go to the live chat together. But um, yeah, maybe maybe I'll bring in Ariel uh, one of these next weeks or so. Maybe get a little bump in the numbers as well, right? Get that get that Ariel Hawani rub. Asher Quinn saying, channel name changed back. It has. I took the advice of the people. It is absolutely true. Like I changed the name, I changed the name of it to my name uh, earlier this year, uh, in hopes of you know seeming a little bit more professional. But I'm like, that is my brand. I should stick by the brand. So I'll stick with the YouTube name as MMA Lock of the Night. But all my social media is still going to be under my personal name, my legal name, uh, 
and then I'll be pushing the MMA lock of the night brand behind that. So, yeah, hopefully we can see the numbers start to spike back up with the name change back. Hopefully people aren't sketched out like, who the fuck is this Manpreet J. Hass guy? <laughs> it's me the entire time, folks. <laughs> so let's see. Mala138 saying, I'm on battle as well. And for DFS purposes, it's going to be a chaotic slate. It is absolutely. And yes, I am very much on the Brian Battlebook train this time around. Uh, yeah. I love me some Brian Battle here. Allah's on Dream saying, Posy vibes, baby. You already know. PSSA saying, how come you don't wear the Sixers shirt anymore? I have it still. I'll pull it out maybe next week for you. Next week, just for you, my man, PSSA31. I'll rock the uh, the Sixers shirt. Sarah Jackson saying, us women love MMA too. You're awesome. Thank you, Sarah Jackson. Appreciate the love. Not trying to be uh, sexist by any means, but I'm assuming large majority of my demographic is men. <laughs> but I appreciate the women in here as well. Jared Curry saying, log talking to propping you up is going to be the Thursday vibe from now on. You already know, speaking of which, I'm still waiting on Cody to hit me back in terms of uh, confirming the timing of the show today. We said 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, he has yet to hit me back. So I'll be keeping my eye on my Twitter DMs to see if he's replied. But no set time. It should be 5 p.m. That's what we agreed upon. We'll see what he comes back with when he does reply to me. Uh, Sans Sense Boulevard saying, agreed, Muller. I hate the DFS slate this week. Absolutely. Uh, Asher Quinn saying, I'd almost bet the under 0.5 on McKinney. Yes, exactly. That guy fights like an absolute banshee. Andrew Marchenko saying, hey, Locke, maybe you can recreate the legendary pattern of Yanni, Nick, and Kraus for the 280 pay-per-view. I love that idea. I'll see if I can get my guys fully on board. Uh, Tristan Sherhouse, do you think you might go to Vegas again this year still or probably next year? I'm going to have to see this year. Like I, me and the wife still haven't really done our honeymoon per se. So that's going to, that's kind of taking priority right now. And she will not enjoy Vegas, which is on why well, I'm not even going to uh, suggest it. Like I'm trying to tell her, I'm like, you should try it at least once, but she hates bright lights. She hates loud music. That's Vegas <laughs> in a nutshell. Right. So uh, it's going to be tough to convince her on the Vegas trip, but I will try to make it to Vegas as soon as I can. Uh, but I want to go to another apex event very shortly sparring with reality betting shout out to my guy luke lamp here saying what up law catching the show for the first time where's pvac let's fucking go i love it i fucking love it not often do i see uh you and uh even uh our guy john stargarian on the chalk side but where's pvac i completely agree jerry crazy saying i'd love one with cody similar to the podcast that y'all did together a few years back um yeah, like the the odds.com one, right? That would have been great. Moise audio saying, where's Tony? Lock Tony. Tony as in my combative sewers buddy. We've you know he's been a little bit of a hermit. I've been a little bit of a hermit as well. Uh if you are talking about Tony from the combative sewers day, yeah, he uh both of us a little bit of a hermit now, but um been a while since I've been completely been able to kick with kick it with him. Kind of fell off a little bit, and like there was no hate between us or anything like that. But like after COVID hit, really, like we just didn't start hanging out as much anymore. I got busy dropping content and trying to do this all the time. And yeah, talk about Moya's audio coming going going deep with the uh, with the questions there. Love it. Sansons Boulevard saying Ariel is the man. He absolutely is. Never understand why. Um, 
people hate on him so much is what it is. Uh, getting Hiwani would be fucking legendary. Maybe I'll do it for you guys. If you guys want to do it, I'll reach out to him. I absolutely know he would do it. Just for Frick sports betting, finally legalized in Kansas. Let's fucking go. One by one, state by state, province by province, betting will be legalized and it will be a glorious day when we can pretty much gamble anywhere in the world. That'll be fucking phenomenal. Lajron Dream saying, I actually found you through Hawani. You came on to his Panini pack opening on IG Live. Yes, I did. I was surprised that he actually accepted my request for me to come on, but then again, he did recognize me. Uh, so that was great. Yeah, good God. Damn. That, that's a, yeah, that was a while back as well. Shout out to you for that one, man. Was audio saying locks audience virgins and nerds? Exactly. All virgins and nerds in here. Uh, Asher Quinn, what was the last Apex you went to? I only went to one. It was this one right here. I doubt you guys can recognize it, but it was the Cannoneering Gastelum card. That shit was fucking lit. One of the best experiences I've ever had. And I can't wait to take more advantage of the open bar the next time that I go. Justin Villegas saying you're doing propping you up today and also Raider game today. Let's go. I will cough. Um, I am actually waiting on Cody to get back to me in terms of the uh, time we want to do it, but we should be doing it today, hopefully at 5 p.m. Uh, Joshua Frick saying Ariel toots his arm too much for me. Being a humble would do some good for him. I, dude, the guy has paid his dues, in my opinion. The guy has... You know, killed it from the jump. You know, at a certain point, you get that confidence where you can, you know, really f pump your chest and all that stuff. And when you're the 12 or 13 time reigning MMA journalist of the year, do you blame the guy? He is honestly like legit. He is, you know, never, anytime I hit him up, never leaves me on red, never, you know, uh, makes me wait too long for a reply or anything like that. The guy is legit, very humble you know, remembers everything that we've pretty much ever done together. You know, the first thing we ever did together was uh, my college radio show way back in the day. Uh, I'm sure it's somewhere on Twitter still. Um, actually, if you go to the MMA Logcast episode 100, you'll see in the description, I linked the interview that I did with him 10 plus years ago when I was, uh, when I was still in college uh, and doing a college radio show for MMA. So check that out if you guys want to, but he still remembers that like it was yesterday. Fucking awesome. So I'll always be indebted to my man. Always shows me love. You know, even when we we're doing regional MMA shows up here in Ontario, he would plug it on his show. And I was very grateful for that as well. Nothing but love for the guy. I will say this. There was something about, uh, you know, I love my guy, Brian Petrie. I, I just got to give my two cents in regards to that situation. Love my guy, Brian Petrie. You know, I had him on my my show a couple uh, times. He helped me with getting, like, legit equipment. He is a, a gearhead in terms of uh, actual, like, uh, recording equipment. So he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to that. And he's helped me tremendously. I love that guy as well. But one thing I will say in regards to that whole debacle was one of the things that he said was that he had this email exchange with Ariel in regards to... Uh, an email, or sorry, one of the first emails that uh, Ariel sent back to him in return uh, in regards to an interview was, you know, he gave him stipulations saying you can't talk about this, can't talk about that, talk, can't talk about that. And the time frame in which he's talking about that this happened was the same time frame that I had Ariel on for my show uh, back in college. And I got none of that. I never got any emails from him in regards to saying you can't talk about this, this or this. Never happened. So that is my two cents in regards to that. 
Not saying Brian's talking shit, but in terms of my own experience, doing something similar that he was doing and that he has a stance about, I experienced the opposite when I was talking about Guy Ariel. Large One Dream saying, I love his Panini Pack openings. They were dope. Yes, he did have some fun with it. And I'm glad you tuned in as well, my friend. It was great to, to have you come on board through that as well. Hunter Silver is saying, all right, uh, live again. All right, what suggestion mistake would you make avoid as somebody looking to do what you do? Um, what suggestions slash mistakes would you... Okay. Um, stay consistent. That is it. You know, I kind of fell off the horse a little bit earlier this year with dropping early content. Uh, and I and I know that I suffered from it. Like the numbers, you know, there, there's there's no doubting the numbers and for me the numbers start to take a bit of a hit because i wasn't dropping my content consistently right i wanted to do monday or tuesday for my podcast there were days where i or sorry there was weeks where i would drop it on friday maybe even the day before the night before the fights and that's just not good so set a time for whenever you're going to drop your content make sure you stay constant with it make sure you stay reliable with it and people will uh continue to fuck with you they'll keep coming back on a week-to-week basis and they'll uh they'll appreciate your work um be transparent, you know, whether you're winning or losing better, track your results, all that type of stuff. And people will, uh, will respect you for it. Um, yeah, that that's really it. And just be you, be you at the end of the day. There's, there's no other way around it. Just be you. And, uh, if you have a likable personality, people will continue to fuck with you. And, you know, you guys see it like on a, on a weekly basis, I'm able to get back to my numbers because people uh, trust your boy and, and they like the content that I bring. They trust that I actually do the work and I just don't wiki cap this shit. Like you got to bring value to them in some, some way or another. And uh, I think by, by proving that to them would be the best. Large one dream saying open bar at the apex. You bet, especially if you're paying nearly $2,000 to, to have a seat there. So uh, it comes with open bar comes with uh, food and appetizers and stuff uh, and a bunch of other perks. But yeah, it was an open bar. It was fucking phenomenal. Uh, Jared Curry saying, I wish I could find more UFC cars out in the wild. Pulled a nice little Dom Cruise auto while on vacation. All UFC cards. Yeah, yeah. I've never really got into that myself. Lajon Dream saying that sounds like fired. You already know. I don't have Apex trip money, but I might have to make sure I do. It is worth it, man. If you are a hardcore MMA fan, the Apex experience is worth it at least once in your life. It's like watching fights in a in a fight club, like in a fucking, you know, basement fight, not a basement, like a glorified basement uh, fight club where, you know, it's just the greatest fighters in the world fighting in front of you for your entertainment, plus, you know, 30 or 40 other people. Well, probably 50 now, but fucking amazing. Absolutely worth it if you can... Um, if you can absolutely afford it. Asher Quinn saying, not allowing any goat wani slander in the chat. There you go. Ariel's memory is friggin' insane. It is. It is. That's what happens when you don't smoke weed or drink, right? <laughs> Mr. Always Prophet saying, how much were the Apex, Apex tickets when you went? Wonder if prices stay the same. What I notice is they'll start the prices at $12.50 per ticket um, and they'll increase and decrease depending on demand. I think the cheapest I ever saw was like 850, but like that was for uh, I, I can't remember. It was like a really shitty card, but like like I remember Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez tickets were like 2,000 or 2,500 bucks. When I went, it was I paid 1250 US, which was like 15 to 1700 Canadian, but it it, it it's usually between a thousand to two thousand dollars, maybe even more than that. 
just go to ufcvip.com and then you guys will find the tickets there. Like, let me just quickly pull it up right now. Let's see how much the upcoming Apex tickets are. So Sanhagen and Yadong, that's September 17th, uh, 1895. So just under 1900 bucks for tickets to there. Uh, they have one on October 15th. It says TBD versus TBD right now. And those start at 1675 per ticket. October 29th, same thing, 1675. You can get the Apex Skybox. What is that? A private space for 20 guests, UFC fighter guests, all exclusive uh, food and beverage. Ooh, this is pretty cool. Uh, dude, I'd have to get some guys. If I can get some guys together to do the UFC Apex Skybox, that would be dope. The Skybox is legit. Like It's in the top corner of the Apex, and you can see pretty much the entire Apex. That would be dope, too. Getting up to 20 people together. If I can get some of these, uh, some of my guys on from the industry and we all split that, that'll be fucking dope. Question would be how much would that cost, right? Probably like 30 or 40 K. <laughs> uh, Lodge on dream saying Ariel posted a couple of the emails. Yeah. I don't want to go too far down that myself, honestly. Uh, Justin Villegas saying, I want to do a Prism Disco Patty card. I'll take Connor to also Michelle Pereira. All right. You guys are continuing to talk about cards. Would pay 1K to watch the last day of my Contreras series show live, Pure Carousel card. That was some fire. That was some fire. Uh, me and Clint talked about it yesterday on my show, uh, or sorry, on the Deadlock podcast. Greatest contender series fight ever, right? Or a card ever. Bar none. Let's see if the these next fighters can bring that same type of heat. Well, I was on Dream saying, I don't know why BP had to come from like that. I don't know. Some, I don't know. I don't know. People just like to hate him as well. MPTV saying, Gonzalez by first round sub. Hashtag troll fun. Which Gonzalez are we talking about? Uh, ba, 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 ba. Yeah, which Gonzalez are we talking about? Uh, Mr. Always Prophet saying, got on Twitter and saw Cody and everyone bashing my guy Kraus. I respect both guys, Cody and Kraus. Yeah, I, I, again, I'm not too much of that stock of starting shit with folks. Love both those guys. Uh, Tristan Shero saying, hey, man, I really like you and John Stargarian. Do you think you would ever be down to do to make him a uh, permanent co-host on the Ultimate Wayne show? <sighs> I, I considered having a, a permanent host for the Ultimate Wayne Show, but the one thing I like about that is being able to connect with so many different people, right? I want to give guys a platform that don't normally have a platform. I want to be able to talk to coaches or fighters that are down to break car, break down cards or talk to as many different cappers as possible that do exactly what I do. I mean, give them a platform. And just getting different takes, I think, is the fun part of it. Mr. Always Profit saying, I need to catch an Apex show since it seems like they're moving out of there more and more. Yes. I think it's going to start to dwindle down a lot. I hope that they continue to do it every now and then. Like maybe once a month they do an Apex show just so people can go out there and have that type of experience. But yeah, if they do let, let away with it, 
should go sooner than later. Carlos Garoya, Garayoa, uh, sorry if I destroyed that. Uh, what up, Lock and Chat? Listening while taking dabs and working. Glad to have caught this live. Appreciate it, my friend. 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Thursday. This is where you guys can come out and chill, whether you're at work or just fucking around. Uh, also, the, your avatar looks like uh, fucking Neopets from back in the day. Anybody fuck with Neopets back in the day? That's what it reminds me of. Thomas West in the chat. What up, Locke? Love to see you doing these daily chats. The more content you put out, the better. Yes, that is what I am finding as well. I appreciate everybody coming out and fucking with me as well. Moise Audio saying early lock of the century. Alan, Alan Perez, September 3rd, got her at 1.61. Is that, uh, is that the, is that the, the fucking UFC Paris card? Because that's what that date is. Never heard of that girl in my life. <laughs> Maybe I'll get ahead of chat soon enough. Tristan Sherrill saying, I join you in that skybox, man, 100%. Did Gracing shit 2000. I might need them to rebook Aspen Latin's term and uh, Norman to have a shot at the tickets. Yeah, that was a card I think was like 850 bucks for a ticket. Uh, I think he's talking about Eric Gonzalez. There it is. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I couldn't figure out fucking which Gonzalez he was talking about. Justin Villegas saying, hey, may talk about cards, but can Bacon make quote blankets like a man, man? Don't be fooled. <laughs> Justin Villegas, always one of my favorite guys. Ghost Pepper, that's who he's talking about. Tristan saying, I miss those days when you and John did propping you up. That, that is only why I ask. I thought Cody was more than enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I love talking to John. I want to have him on more often than not when I'm doing the Ultimate Wayne show. So you guys will see him, you know, every more often, I should say. Maybe not every week, but more often. MPTV saying, yeah, there you go. Lodge on Dream saying, I'm at work right now. I wish I was taking dabs though. I know you're three hours behind as well, so it totally makes sense why you're at work. MPTV, I mostly played with Pogs. I think you are a little bit older than me. When I got into Pogs, it was on the downcline of Pogs, or the decline. San Sensible of Art saying, working, let's go. Jerry Carey saying, Neopets, holy shit, that takes me back. Was anybody on a Wizard 101 back then, Elite Game? Never heard of that other one, but Neopets was my shit back in the day. Neopets. Habo Hotel, a little bit of RuneScape. Yeah, I used to fuck with that a lot back in the day. Jason Comtois saying, when I went to the Apex, they said they were going to expand the seating eventually. Nice. If you guys go back and watch, like, I think it was Contender Series 2019. Go, go back and watch that season. You'll see how I think they actually want to do it. They have full seating all around. Like, when I went, it was, you walk in, you have fan seating on the left which is like three rows. Yeah, three rows. Sorry, two rows plus couches on the ground, like three couches on the ground. On the opposite side of the fans were family and friends of fighters or VIPs, essentially, that got to sit on the other side with the same type of setup. Uh, then to the left of the fans were the entrance of where the fighters would come out. Actually, the fighters would come out from behind us and they'd go around behind us and then around like beside us and then to the cage. Then they would exit to the left um, where they have these big doors to go to the back, the backstage. And then on the right side of it, like where you enter the apex from as a fan, uh, they had media set up there. So I think they're going to start to expand it now where they'll put those bleachers all around rather than just on the, the, the left and right sides of the cage. MPTV saying lock making that tea look fire must help with everyday podcasting it is definitely not tea. It is just a cold glass of water. 
cup of water, if you want to call it that. Shout out to UPS as well. My first ever job at 15 years old. Lugging boxes around. More or less saying I've improved my betting performance manually just by taking less bets and proportioning more into my strong reads. Yes. Everybody likes parlays, right? Every week I have people hit me up in my live chat saying, what's the parlay for today? What's the parlay for today? I want to get rich in one night, right? With betting, you know, straight wagers for larger amounts of money are probably the way to go. And again, be responsible with your betting amount. Never bet more than you can afford to lose. But, you know, finding a spot that you like a lot and eating a little bit of chalk if you feel like it's necessary is probably a better way to go rather than trying to hit fucking five legs or a six leg parlay or something like that. Sure, it looks juicy when you only put 15 bucks down on it and it pays out 500 bucks or something. But like, again, there's a reason the odds are that wide. Somebody's eventually going to fuck that up. But it's always fun to... uh to uh, make parlays and try to hit long shots. Or uh, Mr. Always Profit saying, did you go to International Fight Week this year? Be cool if content creators go out there and show. I did not go this year as it was uh, like a month before my birth or my wedding festivity. So bank account was a little bit locked up with all the wedding expenses that I had to pay out for. But um, no, uh, that would be great. It would be fucking awesome if uh, we could get like a, a capper um, or content creator type of get together and have everybody just chill out and have fun. Maybe even podcast together live from that spot. I think that would be legit. So one day I'll try to set that up when I can get some folks down there. Laws on dream saying I'm only an hour behind. Yes. I keep forgetting. I think uh, you and Tristan, I know Tristan is three hours behind. I know he's on the, the West coast. You're in the middle of us pretty much. MPTV saying, who's that guy that looks like Vin Diesel? Does he have a channel? He has that loud landscaper. Oh, uh, <laughs> you're talking about Elliot Marshall. Uh, he was a former fighter, uh, was a also a full-time coach over at Team Elevation. That was, you know, for guys like uh, Curtis Blades and, and those guys fighting out of Denver. Uh, but now he only coaches Drew Dober. He was in Drew Dober's coach, uh, sorry, corner this past week. And he was also in, uh, he also corners Miranda Maverick as well. Those are the only two fighters he still works with now. But former fighter, not the most successful fighter, and he would be, you know, completely ad admitting of that. Um, but he's a great coach, BJJ black belt. You know, he's a he's a very solid guy, a very good dude. Um, yeah, love Elliot Marshall, love chopping it up with that dude. Uh, Tristan Shore, I was saying, Aylan Perez versus Zara Farron at Bantamweight September third. If you were wondering, yes, if you. <laughs> You give me anybody solid enough to uh, fade Zara Farron, I'm fading Zara Farron. So if Eileen Perez is the chick, then I'll take it. What about Tamagotchi? Nah, never got into the Tamagotchi. I did have a, when I was into the Digimon back in the day as well, the Digivice, if anybody had Digivices, it was kind of like a Tamagotchi. Fuck, that was so legit. I need to find, I want to see if they ever had, like, do they still have Digivices for sale? It was it was my. Uh, I'm gonna have to check this out afterwards, but uh, it, it was my Tamagotchi essentially. Uh, all right, Cody is all good for 5 p.m., so uh, it will likely kick off around 5:15 because I'll have to quickly set up the stream and then hop on. But yeah, 5:15 p.m. Let's do uh, propping you up over on the All Stars channel. So make sure you guys go check that out. Let me just reply to him here real quick. 
All right. Uh, let's get back here. Mother138 saying, I like method of victory, two-fighter parlay. Uh, again, if you're very convicted about it, go for it. Just a veil guessing. I used to be a stepdaddy to many Tamagotchi pet devices for all the single Tamagotchi moms in second grade. Hashtag bag boy. I love it. Uh, Tristan Shiro saying, do you think Umar's strength made Nate Maness drop to flyweight? He announced he's dropping down. I don't know why he's dropping to flyweight. Like, he does not look like a guy that could comfortably make flyweight. Because even at 135, he was shredded, right? Like, how much weight are you really going to compromise yourself to lose? It's sketchy. It's very sketchy to me. Could he have success at flyweight? Absolutely. He hits like a truck, right? Very difficult to deal with in terms of power. But like just losing to Umer should not make you want to change weight classes. Like he was going, he was undefeated up until that point, uh, you know, in the UFC. Very, very solid fighter. I don't know. Maybe we'll see him botch this flyweight cut and then just go back to bantamweight. But I don't think losing to Omar... Uh, should force you to go down to a, a different weight class. Jared Curry saying, I found some success on two to three leg round parlays recently. Chalky, and I know my luck will swing the other way eventually, but they've been strong suit past few cards. Two to three legs, not too bad in my opinion. But straight plays, I think, is really where it's at. Charles LaRoche, appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Uh, more with less saying, I was taping Michinori Tanaka for LFA tomorrow, and that guy was slash is a beast. I would highly suggest going back and watching his fight with Kyung Ho Kong in the UFC. I know it was a while ago, but probably one of my favorite fights of all time, just because of the grappling exchanges in that fight. Watch back that fight if you haven't already. And I'm surprised that he's actually fighting for LFA. The fact that he's actually even fighting at all right now. Oh, he's fighting Airy Farias. Interesting. From what I remember, Farias is a BGJ guy, right? Tanaka, you know, as long as he hasn't slowed down, maybe not a bad spot there. Daniel Gerhard saying, uh, watched club and or sorry, sub and club this morning. It's club and sub this morning. They were loving Sibivak. Uh, you agree? I, I don't mind it. I, um, funny enough, like I, I, like I, I DM with John Stargarian every now and then, and one of the guys they brought up to me was Spivak, and I hit him up, or sorry, I hit him up initially because I saw he was on Spivak, and I'm like, Sakai's live in this, is he not? And that was pre tape, and as I'm running the tape. You know, I, I I conclude that obviously Sakai is the better striker, but can he do what, what's possible in terms of keeping this fight standing? I'm not sure if he can. You know, the data remains to be seen totally on the um, uh, fucking... The data remains to be seen on Sakai's ability to stuff takedowns and get back to his feet, right? We we saw him stuff two or three takedowns against Lagoy Ivanov, uh, one of those being the infamous cage grab. Uh, we saw him, you know, get taken down quite a lot by Alistair Overeem in their fight, but I'm going to chalk that up to lack of five-round experience as well as starting to slow down. Um, and then he stuffed eight of nine or nine, uh, seven of eight takedowns on the contender series, but the guy that he fought there was a complete bum. Sergey Spivak is going to look to get this guy to the ground and really wreck him on the mat. And... I can see the angle. If you have supreme confidence that Spivak will be able to ground him here and have ultimate success, then I think he's going to be worth that chalk here. But if he can't get the guy to the ground, he might get touched up on the feet and he might get put out. So I don't like Spivak as much as they do, as the club and sub guys do, but I still think he wins. Mr. Always Profit saying, I always wonder what happened to Elliot Marshall as and why he only corners for certain fighters now. I don't know if he had some sort of falling out with team elevation, but 
as of like recently, the last time I talked to him, he said the only guys I corner now are Drew Dober and Miranda Maverick. MPTV saying Elliot definitely knows what he's talking about. I love captors like Clinton Cody, but it's a treat to get the insight of an actual fighter. Yes, that's why I love bringing on those guys. But the, here's the, here's the the downside of bringing in coaches and fighters. They don't know everybody on the card, so it's tough for me to have a full card breakdown when these guys pretty much just reiterate what I say when I break down the fight. Right? You'll notice that with a lot of the guys that I brought on, but obviously their their insight on the higher level fights is better is 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 much more useful than the prelim fights. So that's why I like having the Capra guys on as well because the prelim fights. Uh, we can get as deep as we do with the main card fights. But yes, I will try to sprinkle in coaches and fighters sporadically, but we'll definitely lean on the cappers a little bit more just so you guys have a, a fuller and better show to uh, to get your information from. Justin Villagas saying, I'm in Cali, so five to you owe that two for me. I assume you're three hours difference. 1.30 for me right now. Yes, it is 4.30 right now. I did not completely understand that question, just to be honest. <laughs> just to sure I was saying, I hope they do Ian Gary versus Michael Morales next. I would be surprised if they do that. I don't think they would do that. No way they do that. Two, two, two guys uh, that are on the rise. I don't think they would do that. Moise Audio is saying playing the draw prop on Spivak, Finscraft, and iPost will happen. It could. It could. Ryan Lozano in the chat. Lock, quick story. I went to high school with Robbie Lawler. When I was a freshman, he was a senior. Shot me with a fire extinguisher first day of school. We both got suspended. That is awesome. He's saying that that day I peaked. Been down no sense. That is hilarious. Appreciate uh, you coming by and sharing that, my friend. Uh, CD816, Quinlan versus Hill plus 100. Nice two-leg. Quinlan I'm a little bit su surprised about. Um... Uh, or sorry, I'm a little bit sketchy about Quinlan because of the whole USADA thing, right? What if he doesn't have that power on his shot anymore, right? Quinn or Jason Witt, he can get hit by pretty much anybody and, and go out. But like we saw him survive 15 minutes against Brian Barbarino. It's in play here as well. I think he wins, but the USADA thing has me a little bit scared off. Moisario saying Ian Gary versus Matthias Figlak should be nice. Who is Figlak? I'm assuming you mean a bum of some sort. Uh, more or less saying, not sure if you heard, but Maness was tired of all the jokes, so he allegedly, so he legally changed his name. He's now known as Nate Mapinas. <laughs> uh, I love you, more or less. Appreciate the the banter and the giggles. Uh, Olajuwon Dream saying, I might place a Kai on DraftKings as a dart throw for seventy four hundred. Sally, just in case he does clip Sergey, I wouldn't have too much of him. That's all I'm gonna say. Lazaron saying, love you and Elliot, chopping it up. Yes, I love that guy. I love the stories that he was able to bring to the table as well, right? I know a lot of people enjoyed some of the stories he was be able, to, able to say from uh, or, or tell us from earlier in his fighting career, like the, the fight that he had in the Dominican Republic, uh, Republic, I think it was. Yeah, hilarious times. Jared Curry saying that type of perspective is why I like Santino and Brandon so much. Getting that coach and fighter inside is always a treat. Now, those guys are, are slightly different, right? Those guys legitimately watch the tape and watch the fights. Brandon, I'd say more so than Santino, but who knows? But still, like those guys actually do the work compared to guys that don't already do gambling content and I bring in and try to have them do that. So, yeah. 
sorry, but thank you. When I get happy, I forget vowels. <laughs> appreciate the love regardless, my friend. Ryan Lozano, appreciate that story as well. Um, on Dream, Elliot kept me off playing Cowboy against Miller. I'm glad that he did. <laughs> Next thing, I'm putting my life savings on Johnny Walker to beat Kutilaba. Do you think Johnny Walker will be able to stand up to the power of Kutilaba? Interesting. Justin Villegas saying Darth Royce, Santos, and Neil and Granger. All big dogs. I do accept with the Neil. I do accept the Neil one though. I like that. Also, just letting you guys know, I will have a hard out at five o'clock. So if I don't get to a question, uh, I apologize. But we do have another 20 more minutes with you guys. I need to set up the stream and then tweet out the stream uh, for propping you up with which me and Cody will be doing and kicking off at 515 sharp. Uh, SKD saying, I'm sure you answered this, but I'm late. Prop show this week. Yes. 5.15 over on the All-Star. I'll be hopping onto that pretty much right as soon as I finish up this stream here. Lajuan Dream saying, is it better to play one lineup multiple times or have multiple different lineups in DraftKings? I'd say having different lineups. Like diversify your ability to to win in my opinion i'm not a big dfs guy right i've kind of stopped the dfs side of things since they outlawed it here up in ontario back in april but if i were to say anything i'd say multiplying your different lineups would be better mr always profit saying all of us is a troll dude is hilarious fan of them over here all of us is a troll dude is hilarious fan of them over there i think he's great i honestly think he's great just a little guessing, not Santos, Takashi Sato, 6'9". <laughs> nah, Takashi Sato's not getting it done. Tristan Strauss saying Ian Gary versus Carlson Harris would be cool as well. I don't mind that as well, but this is my thing. I don't know if they want to give Ian Gary all these dangerous matchups, right? Carlson Harris is a dangerous matchup. I think they want to continue to build him up nice and slowly because the guy could be a cash cow for them in the very new future. He just needs legitimate experience before he can start taking on these tough, tough matchups. Not saying Gabe Green isn't a tough matchup. Obviously, we saw how that one played out, but let's bring him up a little bit slower here. Zach Johnson in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Jared Curry saying, Nick, can you just send your life savings to me instead? <laughs> That's awesome. Alajon Dream saying, I watched the Pub Sports Radio DraftKings show with DFS, Weezy, Gordon, Monk. I like to tell their lines, then make a couple of my own. Yes, those guys are all sharp motherfuckers. I had Weezy on the show the other week. I'm going to have to bring in Brady as well. Um, it's been a while since I've done a show with him. Gordo, very sharp dude. He's in first place right now in the $500 Lock of the Night Challenge. Over 40 other guys absolutely killing it. Uh, Monk, I don't know as well, but I know he is a good dude. So maybe I'll get him on eventually as well. Lazarus Dream saying Luke from SWR had an optimal lineup when Cheeto fought Font and won me seven hundred dollars. Nice. Shout out to my guy Luke. No time saying sub lock everyone smash the like button. Yes, please do. That's the best way for us to get the show out there and get this community even bigger. Mr. Always Profit saying I know people aren't sold on Ian Gary because of his debut, but honestly, I think he's pretty good. He has talent for sure. He absolutely has talent. But I think they need to take the the Connor approach with him in terms of, you know, giving him favorable matchups, giving him fights that will give him legitimate experience, and then he can start taking on the the higher guys uh, in the 170 pound division. Oh, let's see. Judge Gary saying, "With them letting Freddie 
with them letting Gary fight some lower guys while his skill set develops. I agree. Urban Men in New Jersey, appreciate you stopping by saying, what's your take on Bo Nickel? Do you see him in the rankings within a year? It's tough, man. It's very tough. Like when you have a guy like this who has tremendous wrestling abilities, you got to see how the rest of his game comes together, right? His striking has looked great. His striking, you know, has has paid off for him in the couple amateur and and one pro fight that he's had to this point in time. But how does it look against legitimate competition? This guy he's fighting on the contender series, he's going to smoke him. There's a reason he's minus fourteen hundred in that spot. I think it'll be a disservice if the UFC signs him right off the bat. What they should do is give him a developmental deal, let him stay active on you know promotions that are shown on Fight Pass. CFFC, Island Fights, whatever the fuck it is, and let him fight some, you know, decent regional competition before we bring him to the UFC a little bit too early, right? He's only 1-0. I get it. He's this tremendous tremendous wrestler. But seeing him in the rankings within a year, I think is going to be wild. Unless he could achieve it. Like, if his skill set is really amazing, sure. But I think that's a little bit crazy. Lazarus Dream saying, I like Monk. He seems like a good dude. Yes, I have said, I've had some DMs with him in the past. A very, very good dude as well. Justin Hillegas saying, Lock the Night, give us a new champion for 2023 that we hardly mentioned that may surprise everybody. 2023 champion. Let me pull up the rankings here one sec, just so I can get some uh, ideas. Obviously, you guys know that I'm heavy on the Magomed Anka Live train, but I don't think that's going to be surprising anybody. Uh, let's see here. Just looking through the rankings here to see who could potentially. Ooh, Moser Ivloev could give Alexander Volkanovsky his toughest test. Absolutely could give him his toughest test. He's number 10 in the rankings right now. Keep an eye out for him. He's still going to need a couple fights before he gets a title shot, but. Beating Dan Ige is a good start. Um, Matos Gamrat, let's see how he looks against Benio Darius, but he could surprise some people as well. I wanted to say Demir Ismagulov, but man, he's you know he's been winning, but very lackluster performances. Um, who else is there? Alex Pereira could end up getting the title as well. Not a bad look. Um. Yeah, in terms of surprise, maybe Moves or Evoev. I could see him fighting for a title at the ending by the ending of 2023. Um let's see. Pete G in the chat catching us for the last 15 minutes or so. SKD sing Bryce Mitchell 2023. His skill set will only get him so far, in my opinion. PG saying, I still don't have many props available. Any props standing out? I have Battle Spivak and Edgar on the money line. Uh, I pretty much am right there with you with all those spots. Uh, not many props that are popping out to me, honestly. Jeff Neal via decision, plus 400. I don't mind. Uh, Miranda Maverick by sub at plus 1600, I think is a sneaky spot. Edgar by TKO, ground and pound, uh, plus 800. Not a bad spot. Um, Brian Battle by submission, plus 275. Here's a couple of sneaky ones in case Terrence McKinney's not able 
to get Gonzalez out of there early. Uh, Gonzalez round two plus 2,500. Gonzalez round three plus 3,500. Not bad spots, especially for against a guy that, you know, gasses as much as McKinney does. Yeah, those are really the only ones that stand out to me. This is a weird card. Next week's card is just as weird. I noticed that yesterday after when I was doing the, the Deadlock podcast with Clint, looking ahead to UFC San Diego. Next two cards, be very, very careful. Sketchy as hell. Mich- uh, Justin Villegas saying, Michelle Pereira may not be 2023. I say May 2024, and hey, people can wish. Continue to wish. You might need to be a, a make-a-wish child for that to come true. <laughs> for Dana to just give him the belt. I love Pereira as much as the next guy, but I don't know if it's going to happen. This is a good one. Marina Rodriguez, 2024 champ. Possibility. Right? She has a big fight coming up here against Amanda Lemos. She could be setting herself up for a title shot even in 2023. But she could she could just, uh, she could surprise some people. God damn, Ampre, get it together. <laughs> PG saying next week's card is hard too. I agree. I agree. I know for sure, for damn sure. You guys will hear it first, and I appreciate you guys for checking out the show as usual. But Dominic Cruz is going to be an autoplay for me here at plus 160 against Marlon Vera. Other than that, nothing that sticks out to me enough, right? Bruno Silvamai is 260, but again, if he gets taken down, Jeremy Urshay could absolutely take him down and, and wreck him here. Uh, Martin Boudet maybe at minus 215 against Lukas Brzezeski. I remember being very, uh, very against the Brzezeski signing. I don't think he's that good at all. There's this yeah two uh, women debuting in the UFC next week, uh, Yasmin Jargui and uh, Yasmin Lucindo minus two forty for Yasmin. I wonder why she's a big favorite and if she's deserving of being that. Let's see. Gabriel Benitez is minus three forty five against Charlie Ontiveros. Now I'm the biggest Charlie Ontiveros hater, right? I, I think it's usually free money to bet against that guy. But one thing we need to be wary about Gabriel Benitez is his diminishing durability. And we can make fun of Charlie Ontiveros as much as we want, but Ontiveros might be able to catch him with something and put him out here. So I'd be wary about the Gabriel Benitez side here and paying that chalk on him. I think he's going to be a little bit sketchy. And I love Gabriel Benitez, right? You guys have been following me for a while. You guys know I love me some Benitez. But Ontiveros could absolutely bonk him on the chin here and put him out. I'd love to see what Antaveros by KO was going to be sitting at. And then I wish we were getting Grosso versus Arujo there. That would have been a fun, fun fight. Ode Osborne versus Tyson Nam is interesting as well. Could be some possible value on the Tyson Nam side here as a plus 185 dog. Like, does Ode Osborne run through him right away? I don't think so. Tyson Nam is very durable, very difficult to put away. And Tyson Nam could absolutely bonk him as well and put him out. So... We'll see. Damn, you guys kill the chat here. So I'm here for another six-ish minutes. Uh, five o'clock, I have a hard out so that I can get the stream ready to go for propping you up. So I'll be right back with propping you up at, uh, on the All-Star. Make sure you guys hop on over to the All-Star and check us out over there. Uh, Jared Crazy, Diego Sanchez, 2024. Heavyweight champion in 2023. That'd be John Jones if he finally fucking steps inside the cage. Um, I still hold out hope that Cyril Gan can improve his takedown defense enough to make a run for the title again. And if he faces Francis again, 
hopefully he can keep the fight upright and beat him that way. MMA's biggest fan saying best money line parlay for this weekend. I personally like, uh, I really like battle. Uh, maybe put battle and Spivak together. You you can't go wrong there, in my opinion. Um, yeah. A lot of landmines, in my opinion, this week. Be careful. SKD is saying, you secretly taking flyers on the opposite of Clint's picks to bolster that bankroll. Don't do that. Don't be that guy, SKD. I love my guy, Clint. I'll never do that. Mr. Always Prophet saying, Evil Love fights too close and will cost him soon. I feel like we'll see. Maybe he makes a close fight with Volkanovsky as well. PG saying, me too. We've seen the same. Can get plus 200 at exchange. Cruise at plus 200. I have to play a little bit. Absolutely. More with less jokes aside, Locke, I appreciate your content. Where you're, you're one of the better-natured guys in capping. Thank you, man. I truly appreciate that. It's because of you guys. You guys come out and show the the love on a week-to-week basis. Also, I'm, I'm seeing the numbers on the show go up uh, on, a, on a day-to-day basis here, especially with the MMA Lock Talk. Uh, you know, usually we're hovering around 30 live viewers. Now we're up to about 45 live viewers. I'm hoping that I can continue to build this base, 4 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Thursdays for you guys. because. Why am I not doing it on Fridays? Because I have the Ultimate Weigh-In Show on Fridays. Why am I not doing it on Saturdays? Because I have the Fight Day Live Chat on Saturdays, which is pretty much the same show as this. And then Sundays, it's God's Day. <laughs> I'm not that much of a, a man of God, but you know, I need a day that I can just sit, sit back and, and chill with the family as well. So Monday through Thursday will be right here for you guys. Uh, Sans Sense Boulevard saying Oleg Shajak inside the distance or just fight doesn't go to decision in that one. Don't have lines for either. Get curious what is better value. I would rather go with the fight doesn't go to decision. Uh, there is a chance that Albi could clip him here. If you guys remember Oleg Shajak having that gas tank dump against OSP, not a good look for him there is all uh, at all. But uh, fight doesn't go to decision was roughly only around minus 175. So I parlayed that myself. I, I think Oleg Shajak finishes him, but... Minus 175, I think that's a great line to cover both sides here. Uh, Moy's Audio saying, Yasmin is my girl. A star is born. Soon the world will know. All right. Maybe she'll be my lock of the night play. We'll see. <laughs> Justin Villegas saying, I'd be wearing betting on AKA fighters or non-cow fighters in general. Why is that? Lajuan Dream saying, Jones was posting some footage of him hitting the mitts recently too. He's been doing that for the last two years. As long as... Until I hear fight news, I'm not believing that John Jones is back. What do you think the closing odds will be for Diaz Kamzat? I'm thinking like minus 800, let's be honest. Call me all you want. I still think God is the best heavyweight currently. He truly never expected Francis to wrestle and just got him off guard too. People don't want to hear it, but I believe that as well. I really do. (laughs) We'll see. Justin Villegas was saying it will cost him fighting close. Evlov Chukagian, Mozart Chukagian. I love it. I love it. I love it. Lazarus Dream saying, I do like Gan. I would like to see Gan versus John Jones. That would be a phenomenal fight. Uh, Asher Quinn saying, Mate, Ngano beat him with a tourney. That's such a contrarian take. Then again, Ngano was plus 130, so a ton of people probably think that. It is. I would love to see the rematch, right? Let's see Gan actually work on his takedown defense first. Let's ship it out to Dagestan and work with the Magomed Uncle Live, and we'll see how that goes. Hot hand saying battle Spivak, Brogan, Zach, Jamal Hill, five leg smoker. You heard it here first. Good luck, Mr. Hot Hands. Gotta say, I pretty much agree with every single pick there. Moral saying, don't know if Gone is the best, but he probably has the highest ceiling. I agree. I agree. 
All right, we're coming up on the five o'clock hour here, uh, four minutes shy of, of an uh, of a full hour of podcasting, but. I do have to hop on and do propping you up right after this as well. So make sure you guys go on over to the All-Star Sports YouTube channel. I'm going to be setting up the live stream as soon as I hop off here. Uh, and then I'll be getting into that show with Cody at 5.15 p.m. Make sure you guys check that out. Catch us in the live chat over there as we break down UFC Vegas 59 from a props perspective. All right. Appreciate you guys as always. Honestly, this, this community is getting bigger by the day. I'm looking forward to staying consistent with the show Monday through Thursday, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. Always doing the show and fucking with you guys. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'll see you guys uh, for the next edition on Monday. But again, come to Prop You Up later today. Come to the Ultimate Way-In Show tomorrow. Come to the Fight Day Live chat on Saturday. But for this show specifically, I'll see you guys back on Monday. All right, guys. Peace.